Well, welcome to the Lead Like Jesus podcast. Uh, this is our second edition where we have moved into the realm of video podcasts or vodcast, whatever your preferred <laughs> terminology is. Um, and in the olden days, you know, a few months ago, um, I would say, and in great anticipation who our guest is going to be, but now everybody who is watching can see that we have the beautiful Phyllis Henry as our guest today. And everybody, Phyllis, knows you and loves you as the CEO of Lead Like Jesus. And we're so excited to have you back on the podcast with us today. Well, Karen, it is always wonderful to be with you. And so uh, not only all of the people that I believe will hear this podcast, but just being with you is just awesome. So thank you so much. Great to be here. Well, it is fun to be able to do this in uh, the world of technology. And for those who are joining us, we have a message today and a topic today that is really the core of Lead Like Jesus and something that's so important. I know a topic that is important to you. And we're going to talk about the heart of a leader. Um, and Phyllis, I wonder maybe just as we, as we start, one of the reasons that we wanted to visit this important topic is because there's an incredible resource that is now available for our audience. Do you want to share a little bit about what Lead Like Jesus has just produced and made available to people? Oh, I'd love to. We have a new online uh, workshop, and you can take the online workshop very easily if you just go to our website, leadlikejesus.com, and it's on the heart of a leader. And anyone who has read or studied anything about Lead Like Jesus will understand how central the heart is to leading like Jesus. And so we think that this is going to be such a gift for people to go online and take this workshop right away. So we invite you to do that. Very good. Well, and what we're going to do today, it's a what's online is a five-session workshop, an online workshop. And one of the topics that's covered in one of the sessions is this conversation about the difference between a spiritually healthy heart versus a spiritually unhealthy heart. And um, that seems like, I was thinking about this topic, Phyllis, and as many people as you have spoken to over the years, my guess is most of the people in our listening audience would agree that they want a spiritually healthy heart. Uh, but our hope today is to move them from agreeing that it's a good idea to really examining their heart and making sure it's in that place. And so maybe we're going to talk a lot about it, but I just wondered uh, as we get started here, what would you say to that person who's either on the treadmill or walking around the block or look, looking and watching from their phone? Why is it so important that they not just agree with this idea, but really take this topic to heart right now? Mm. Thank you, Karen. I think what I would say to anyone listening to this topic is that this may be the most important conversation you can hear about your life and your leadership because what's in us will come out. And what is in our heart is going to be reflected in our behavior. And that influences not only our life, but it influences every person's life that we have influence over around us. 
And so this conversation about the heart is not only a good idea, it's practical. And it's something that we apply to our life. And so I think that when you think about the heart and the questions that you and I will talk about today, going deep in this will help us see not only our heart, but our life in a different way. And so that's why it's so central. Well, I could not agree with you more, Phyllis, um, on both the importance and then what I love that Lead Like Jesus does is to make things very practical. How do we apply these important truths to our lives? Talk to us about how do we know, what are maybe some key indicators? If, if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, well, you know, yes, I, of course I have a spiritually healthy heart. I mean, I show up at church occasionally, or I'm very <laughs> consistent, or I open my Bible, or I can memorize scripture, which are all great spiritual disciplines, but not necessarily the indicators of a healthy heart in totality. So if someone's wanting to do an honest evaluation, where would you tell them to start? I would start first with what I call the I factor. Okay. Um, the I factor is uh, in that place where everything is centered around me, where I begin to think when the challenges are deep, you know, I, I can't do this. I don't, people are not understanding me. Um, they are not listening to me. This is all about me. <laughs> and I begin to think that everything is crowded out except what I am doing, the importance of my work, the importance of my role. And so we start to see the world as surrounded by us. You know, there was a wonderful book written years ago now by Gordon McDonald, um, Ordering Your Private World, and he talked about driven and called leaders, mm -hmm. and driven leaders who see everything, that they own everything. And they see their possessions, their relationships, and uh, their positions as something that they own. But called people see everything on loan and belonging to the Lord, and we become stewards of it. So I think when our, ha our hearts are out of order, we will begin to see very clearly that we are thinking about ourselves much more than we are thinking about our mission. We're not thinking about how to, how to help others learn. We're not other-centered, and so I think that it's a real indicator when we start to say I a lot. We almost have to watch our conversations and start to hear, am I, how much am I saying I? Where does that come into play? And then I would say, just ask yourself some questions. Am I more loving this year than I was last year at this time? Am I more forgiving than I was last year at this time? Do I easily offer grace or am I quick, quick to condemn and judge? Have I made progress in those kind of areas in my life? And in all of that, this is looking back at really what is my motivation? What is the why of my heart? Why do I lead? Why do I want to serve others? Why do I want to be in a position that has influence? So I'm searching out those questions for myself to say, what's my why? What's my intention and my motivation? And when I come back to it's about me, then I can understand that it's something is not healthy in that environment. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. I, I hope as everybody's listening, even if you're not able to take a written notes, um, I'm writing down some of the things you said um, as really some very practical ways. How much of your conversation revolves around I? And then asking those questions, am I more loving? Am I more forgiving this year than last year? Those are tangible things that you can really reflect upon and see. And then as the last one you said, to ask that why. What is the motive behind what you are doing? And those are questions that we can fake to a lot of people. You know, the, the why. We can. <laughs> we, can, we can fake it. Um, but if we really want to be in a place of spiritual health, um, then we can ask those questions and really even ask them back to the Lord. Lord, help mm -hmm. me to see how you see me. That's right. Um, those are fantastic, very practical things. Um, what would you say would be, um, I think we know the fruit of the spirit would be evidence of a healthy heart in those ways, but maybe some really practical ways that you would say, um, that as you observe someone that you know has a spiritually healthy heart, what are the other things that you see in them? Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know, I did a workshop once and we were talking about the healthy heart. And what I realized is we can talk about the heart, but then we want to know, well, what does my life look like if my heart is healthy? Mm -hmm. And that way you begin to say, well, I have a more loving life. There is peace in my life. There is joy in my life. And I think the greatest indicator that we have a healthy heart is that there is freedom. Mm. Uh, because uh, we know that we were to find freedom in this relationship that we have with the Lord. And so often, if, we, if our heart is taken away in, um, in distraction with other things, then our life reflects that. And one of the things I learned uh, just from the group that was in that particular workshop is uh, I had them shout out things that were challenges to them if their heart was unhealthy. And they mentioned words like fear. They mentioned words like anxiousness. They mentioned uh, pride for sure. And they mentioned just an overwhelming uncertainty about their life. There was this... Um, conclusion from them that having an unhealthy heart not only impacted their health but their life mm -hmm. and so i think we can see that in each other when we see anxiousness when we see fear and when we see unforgiveness you know karen you know part of my experience was uh, in 1990 my husband had a heart attack and at the time if you had seen him from a health perspective, he was 43 years old, he was healthy looking, and uh, he looked like a picture of health. We had no idea that there was something happening in his body, his heart, that was going to be fatal. You know, our heart beat, our physical heart, is life and death. And I believe that spiritually, our heart is life and death. And so the blockages, what I understand now from my doctor friends, is that as their blockage comes into that, that important part of your body, those blockages, actually that heart muscle will turn black and that portion of the heart dies. Mm -hmm. 
And now, so we get the opportunity from a spiritual perspective to say, what's blocking? What are the things? What are the blockages in our spiritual heart that keep us from this vibrant life that brings freedom to us, that God has planned for us our whole life? And so I, I really love to think about the difference between the physical heart and how that happens not knowing and in fact when the doctor came in to say that day he said sometimes the first sign of heart disease is fatal i'll never forget those words karen mm. and i think for ourselves a spiritually healthy heart is the same thing sometimes we think that we are looking good on the outside. And as you said a while ago, we can fake it. We are really good at uh, pretending. Mm -hmm. And so we can pretend. And then we find out in a place that we're in a place where we can't get out of because our heart has become so uh, unhealthy in those ways. Mm -hmm. And I would just add one thing is that doesn't happen overnight. Just like for my husband, that didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. There was a process, it was unknown to us, mm -hmm. but it's the way we edge into sin. Mm -hmm. it's, that, it's that first tiptoe back into a place where we shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And so then we just gradually get into a place of poor health in our heart, mm -hmm. but it's not quick. We edge into it. That's why we have to be so careful to guard our heart day to day. Well, and I think sometimes it's easy when we are um, able to access so much content in our our current generation that we sometimes make the mistake of thinking that the people that are delivering that have their act all together and that everything is always good and they're the experts. And um, I think, you know, as you share your story about the loss of your husband and just how that you know, undeniably changed the trajectory of your life. Um, I think back in, in our own situation, last May, I found myself in the hospital for four days with pneumonia. And I remember the hospice, uh, the hospitalist, I guess they call it, um, coming in and saying to me, the only people that are hospitalized for pneumonia are children, the elderly, or people under a great deal of stress. And I say that to just give our audience um, another picture that your body is another indication of your spiritual health, of that you talked about fear and anxiousness. And I told Chris at the time, I said, I think my body just gave away the secret that my heart was keeping, that life really was that challenging Right. Um, even though I had, you know, the disciplines in place, I wasn't a wayward child. I wasn't a poor leader. I wasn't outside of God's will, but I think everybody listening to this needs to know we live in a fallen, broken world and you've got to listen and you've got to ask those questions, um, consistently so that we can, it's easy to just to pick up the anxiousness. It's easy to pick up the fear and allow those things to begin. Like you said, start edging out what it looks like to have a healthy heart. So um, no fooling around. Like we've got to really pay attention to these indicators um, so that we can be all who God wants us to be. 
Um, Phyllis, we, you have mentioned already some of the key indicators of a spiritually unhealthy heart, but are there any that others that you would elaborate on? I know you talked about fear and pride. Anything else that if somebody's listening that they might, that you might go, okay, check and make sure this might be another indication that, that there, there's some work there that you want to pay attention to and do that work now before it gets worse? You know, there are three questions at Lead Like Jesus that we use all the time when we're thinking about the heart. And I have found these questions to be so central. Mm -hmm. uh, and I ask them of myself uh, often. And the first one is, um, whom or what do I worship? What's the object of my worship? And um, Martin Luther said, whatever your heart clings to or confides in, that is what you really worship. Mm -hmm. uh, John Calvin, we've referred to our heart as, as an idol factory. You know, so what are the idols? We wouldn't think about in our day about having an idol, but think of the idols that we have in our world, whether it's money and position, power, relationships, education, uh, another person. So we have to constantly say, what, who am I serving? What, who am I serving? What do I worship right now? What's holding on to my heart? And if it's not God, then what is it? And how do we examine that? What do we think about when we are thinking, what is really, who is the object of our total worship? Who is first? This is primary. This is the primary of our life. The second question that can really wrap me up is, who or what is the source of my security, self-worth, and wisdom? I don't know, Karen, about you, but I can get really caught up into pleasing other people. And if they're not pleased with me, my self-worth can be at stake. And, and you know, people are fickle. You know, sometimes they're good with you and sometimes they're not. And so if we're dependent on somebody else to really look at us and give us self-worth, we're going to be in trouble. And if our security and self-worth, if we don't know whose we are and who we are in him, then we are always up for grabs. And so I think we have to ask ourselves that question, where, what's the source here of our self-worth and, and our security and our wisdom? And then lastly, the, the third question is, who is your primary audience? I mean, the whole world's the stage. So who are you playing for out there? Are you trying to please your board of directors? Are you trying to please your family? Are you trying to please friends? What are you doing when you think about who is your primary audience? And if you can say that God is the answer to all three of those, you have a real chance of keeping your heart healthy. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to start a day saying each day, what's the object of my worship today? Who's the source of my security, self-worth, and wisdom? And who is the primary audience of my life today? And that's how I would start to really begin to think about how to keep my heart in a healthy place. 
Phyllis, you just gave us what I think is a great pause and a wrap-up point for this particular podcast. Those three questions that you just mentioned, um, there is so much uh, to unpack in each of those particular questions that we just really kind of uh, gave a, a preliminary glimpse over those three questions. But I'm wondering if we might be able to pick up and do a part two of this podcast, unpack those a little bit more so that our audience can really be able to process what it looks like to make sure that if they do not have a healthy heart, that they are able to move to that. So let me just wrap up there and say, ask these questions. These are important questions to determine the spiritual health of your heart. Whom do I worship? What's my source of security and self-worth? And who is my audience and authority? And so as we wrap up today, Phyllis, if people are interested in, in really digging in deep, I hope they will tune in to the next part of this podcast, but also tell them where can they find this online resource that you guys have just launched. We would love for them to go to leadlikejesus.com slash store, and it's under online resources, and it's a five-session workshop, and this will walk them through our conversation today and much more, Karen, so we hope that they will do that. All right. Thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.